0: Welcome to the New Jet on a Mission podcast on the North-South Connection. I'm Tim Slopka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're we're on a journey to relive the new generation era, to find some of the best, some of the worst of a wrestling time period, often forgotten. Brennan Shaw at Survivor Series 1992 to Brennan Shawn at Survivor Series 1997. Look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV and see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, man. How about yourself? we're we're doing we're doing just fine come uh, fresh off a wedding last night another wedding the next weekend another wedding oh, the following weekend so just busy 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 and uh you know sort of weekends are starting to fill up with with uh summer stuff so it's good to be out and about so Jeez, yeah i've it's, never, it's
1: never heard straight. somebody go to like three straight weddings like that it's, uh, yeah it's
0: it's crazy but, but these are the only three of the year but it's just weird all May all May uh weddings, so you don't usually start
1: but yeah, that's insane. What's you been? What's what's been going on with you? I just finally went back to work off of this uh, Achilles injury, so that's just been you know just getting back on the swing of things. Nothing yeah. else really, just normal dad life. Yeah, how's the uh, walking? You play basketball yet, or what, what's, no? What's the, uh, <laughs> I, I'm too scared. I'm too scared yeah. to do any of that yet. Like it's, I'm not even like, I'm not even like walking full speed when I do things. I'm just kind of easing back into it, but. You know, as JT can do a test, it's like a – just a real – I don't ever want to go through that again, so I'm just trying to, like, take take it yeah. on one day at a time, you know. Yeah, I know. I just posted on Facebook the other day, back his first
0: game back in a year, so uh, it, took, it took him that long before he got the strength to do anything. So. Exactly. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, should we talk some uh, body-slabbing some uh, Samoans or uh, Japanese people? <laughs> and, uh,
1: Get yeah, let's on, get into get it.
0: On, get into it. So, uh, pivotal kind of turning point of of, of, of the company uh, for the new generation era coming up here. So, we're start with the uh, 628 uh, uh, Raw, and then Superstars, and then the Stars and Stripe Challenge, which is part of the Raw, and then one last Superstars to, to go here. Uh, in our first real build, the SummerSlam. So, uh, we're back at Poughkeepsie. P- this is the second half of the taping from last time, so... Um, uh, back-to-back, back. so uh, I'm, I'm going to take this match uh, because I messaged you immediately once I saw <laughs> yeah. this match happening that I'm quitting the project, and,
1: uh, no. and the,
0: the, the reason is is because our opening match of this, this awesome Raw before uh, the Stars and Stripe Challenge is Sean Michael is the Art, continental champion uh, with a with title match on Raw, which was, you know, last time it was uh, upset by Marty, so we're thinking something good. And I think even when he fought Doug, it was a good match. But today, he, uh, he gets the challenge of Kamala, which, uh, is unnecessary, un- unheard of, makes <laughs> no sense. Uh, I was listening to a pod a little bit ago on Arthur Rumble. uh, you know, Aaron George was talking our show up as far as, you know, the plugs and, and mentioned that he mm-hmm. felt sorry for us watching Kamala match. And, and this definitely was this. So, uh, it- it just again, how, how is this, how is this happening? Kamala got no pop coming out. Uh, he doesn't have slick with him either, so he's kind of his babyface. Ron is kind of dead. I, I would have never thought he was still around here, and I would have never definitely thought, you know, we would have got a title match. Uh, <clears throat> the match was two segments long. Uh, you know, Sandra Kamala stuff. I thought the crowd was definitely, definitely dead. But I think maybe because they've done the way they've done the Intercontinental Championship and maybe the tag teams, the crowd started really getting into it the second half. Um, but my biggest problem this match is in my notes to say what a waste of diesel because sean needs to use diesel to hold uh, kamala down after his big splash which he could have got the one two three said diesel distracts him and uh sean does a super kick to the back of the head which is kind of a cool move uh different Mm -hmm. than he ever does it to to get the the victory uh you know it was okay it makes no sense and you know the crowd did get into it, so Kamala at least had a little bit behind him. But one of my big notes is like, what was the point of Diesel? Like, if he's such a good guy, they're wasting as a bodyguard, but they really need more more heels on the roster. So, you know, that's kind of my big takeaway is like, it just feels like Diesel's a waste here. He's not very good. He they, we talked about King of the Ring how his interference couldn't even win the match yet the double doings were better than him at interfering, and even here. He doesn't really do anything except distraction. You know, that's like a Bobby Heenan type level manager. So, uh, okay match, uh, but just makes no sense. Uh, and really not driving anything that makes any sense. But what's, uh, what's
1: your thoughts yeah. on that? So, when you first um, messaged me about this match, you said, oh, Kamala's getting an IC title match. I thought you were talking about Cronoso because I thought <laughs> it was like an like a 86 IC title match or something. I'm like, yeah, no nope. way in hell. And I, so that's like my first thoughts is why, why, why are we doing this? The only thing I could think of that, and just trying to like put myself in, Vincent's shoes or just their like vision, is the beginning of the match. <clears throat> Diesel is like left in the ring, kind of like a standoff with Kamala, and it's kind of showing how big and like size wise Diesel is to somebody like Kamala. So like to try and show off his stature, maybe. Yep. And, that's the only reason I could think of that they would even have this match because it makes no sense at all. Like they're wasting Sean's like coming out party as a as a character so far. Um, on stuff like this when he could be having like your match of the week type stuff, you know, and Kamala's just like useless at this point, so um, I didn't get that at all. I, he still does a dumbass pin when the guy's on his stomach. Like I don't I don't understand that, but um, you know, I guess they're just trying to show that, you know, letting diesel get physical a little bit with somebody bigger showing why he would need diesel against yeah. somebody big, I guess like, I guess that's the only thing I can see of it, but I don't know. This is kind of just stupid. Just to throw out there, especially to begin the of show, you know, I don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. Especially when, again, my point is like,
0: they've, they've done some good, IC stuff, right. Even think like, mm-hmm. the Duggan one, right. He, he just been yeah. Duggan in a bit around a while, right. They've built like Kamala. We haven't seen in like a month, two months, right. Like, he's done nothing he's had no feud like he's not over like Doug it is and then you know obviously when the Sean Marty match like that was awesome um, I think Marty didn't he fight bam bam maybe for the title too like we've yep. had we've seen some good IC matches and this one just is kind of um, it just doesn't make sense and just a guy this has got to be like his last match and then, <laughs> the history of the Fed like it's just so awkward and why would you give it here uh, I get maybe you don't want to blow off you know, Marty Yates are perfect, but there's a lot of other guys that that maybe, you know, could could run out here instead. So um not a not a great start to this program.
1: Yeah, it was just a little weird. Um but then after that we get an interview with Yoko and Fuji, kind of uh hyping up the S as Intrepid, saying the challenge and the athlete, you know, NBA NFL, NHL. I guess I don't think uh Maybe like Baseball has anybody in
0: season, I guess, in season, you know?
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's when the steroids are in full swing, though, at this point. That's true. So, you know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that would be smart to get one, maybe that's why they didn't want one of them, because they know be <laughs> it's <successful>. Too easy. <laughs> right, right, so, uh, and Vince in this is awesome, like, Vince is, like, so aggressive towards them, like, he's so, like, full of piss and vinegar, he's yelling at them, like, like I know he's spitting their face, like how hard he was going at them. Um, yep. Like just you know defending America, and this is like just Vince is just eating this up. Like he's, you know, full on uh right wing Vince right here with his love of yep. America and the the red. He always, he always says red blooded Americans, and it's just it's a, let, I eat this up too. Um. When and then y- Yoko starts talking like straight up English, and I don't know if he had done that yet. Like I, I don't remember. Nope. But he, he's, just so, yeah. he's just talking normal. He's just talking normal, and then he like finishes it with some like, like I don't know if they like, told him a couple Japanese phrases or something. The, the Yosh thing he always says, but he uh yeah he's just talking normal. It's like okay, we're not even a year into this, and we're just gonna you know let everybody know he's pretty much Samoan now. So do we really need to continue? To sh- this is like the Kofi Kingston thing when you know Triple H say didn't even speak Jamaican or whatever. So why are we still doing the? Japanese thing but um yeah it was kind of cool it, it's kind of cool to hype something up like this with Yoko because he's not like his legs aren't under him yet Is like is a, a champion so just to yep. give him something like different like this is cool and it's like it's one thing that I think like fans of this era or if they go back it's like a it's a bookmark in in history so I'm loving the build around this so far what do you what do you think of this little segment
0: yeah I mean I, they also had like a, a pre tape promo with uh about the Intrepid that I thought was really well done like I think that's something in the new drum we'll see a lot is like these higher end we we're, we're so used to it now, but these higher end video packages uh, I thought the promo was very good um in the ring you know uh I did like Fuji saying that um that the American athletes are just like American products. I thought that was very good mm-hmm. um, you know my notes even have Yoko talks more than usual. And then Yoko finishes off and the music starts playing and Vince cuts him off and he wants one more USA chance. I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) So he like, he like, he cuts off the music. It's like, wait a second. I got one more thing to say. So, um, you know, really paying up that USA. You know, it's, it's well done. I think, you know, we, I I think we've talked enough about Fuji needing maybe a better mouthpiece, but I thought they did a good job. And even Yoko talking, I think added a little bit. Uh, as long as he doesn't do it much. Right, because uh, he's not a bad talker, but I think it gives him the a little bit of aura of like, okay, I'm not just a dumb, fat person, which I think mm-hmm. at times we've kind of complained about. Right, it's like this is a guy who's just dumb, right, and and can't uh and fat, right. So I think it does give it a little bit more credence, like he understands what's going on and he wants to destroy America. So I did kind of like him talking for that. um So uh, uh, definitely a good segment, getting you pumped up for that, the Intrepid.
1: Exactly. And then, um, after that quick little interview, we get a, um, smoking guns versus Barry Horowitz and Mike Sharp. So kind of like your higher end level jobbers. Um, this yep. is, you know, it's a pretty decent match. Nothing, nothing crazy. The, the cap guns scare the heels again. So that's kind of their little gimmick right now. Um, I found like they actually gave the heels some offense in this match, like more than usual. And it's probably because they are more established job guys, like older um, veterans, I guess. So this kind of one of the, maybe, um, they hit that, they hit like, a, like the smoking guns that had, had like three or four different finishes this time. This is like that diving kind of combo. Like none of it's really pretty whenever they do it. Like it always looks like it hurts yep. the guys, but, um, pretty cool finish from them. Another win from them. as they kind of, kind of see where they're going right now, but, um, it's pretty much the same old stuff on the guns. Do you have anything from this?
0: Uh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing too much. They did have right before, uh, they've been doing, they, they intervened throughout this, um, you know, interviews with people, participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had George Martin, Jim Campin, Tataka. I, I wrote that they all said different weights for Yoko, one at six hundred one at 555, um, or 550. So they're all kind of different weights and, uh, you know, classic smoking guns match. The crowd's definitely into them. Um, and then you kind of got Iron Mark Sharp making way too much noise, was my only notes for the match. But a standard win and definitely are over. So good to show, good to show off the, you know, a hot new tag team. Um, and then we got, uh, Money Inc. interview. So, uh, I thought this was very good. Uh, a little bit long, but I think they got their point across. Maybe not to that crowd, but, uh, definitely over of what they're trying to transition them to. So they make, they're, they're making fun of the signers, saying, you know, the signers, we, we take care of them soon enough, but they're really embarrassed by razor Ramon. They can't believe that he's lost his money he doesn't know how to keep track of his money he's He's an embarrassment. how dare he um how, how dare he give up ten thousand dollars like that to a to a punk kid uh they They throw him in with the signers then at the end calling them look Mar- mo Larry and Curly, the three mm. of them together so a really good a good job of pivoting from. Okay, we're, we're, we still got the centers, but we've seen something else, and this guy's kind of an embarrassment. So I thought a really good interview for a team that we've, you know, not always been high on, on Money Inc. Uh, or a lot of people aren't high on, but I thought they did a good pivot here and really push over the fact that Razor is, is, is definitely a, is definitely someone the heels don't like. So I don't know what your thoughts were on that.
1: Oh, I love this. I lo- I loved, I even loved IRS in this, I've not been high yep. on him at all, but he's, <laughs> He's coming around to me like he's just—I don't know—it's like that, like it's so bad it's good thing where he's like just laying into the shtick like about the tax sheet. And everything. Like he'll he'll fit that into anything. Um, and, and when they did the Three Stooges reference, Vince even Vince laughed like he was like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" Like you tell me something from the sixties like that's that's my yep. wheelhouse. So um, no, I think. Like I think they're when they have something they can, like, chew into and they know they're building guys and that's what they're there for, like, they're helping out Razor here, obviously trying to help the signers get over. I think that's when they're working hard as opposed to, like, the, the Hogan beefcake feud where they know they're there just to get kind of run over or whatever. So I think you, you see them actually with their working boots on here and, and they're a really good unit and doing what they're supposed to. So um, I really like this segment. Like,
0: yeah, I thought it was really well done. A just good transition, you know, to a to a to uh, you know, clearly we know at Mania, right? One of them's gonna face, uh, sorry, at SummerSlam, one of them's gonna face a I Razor. Was. So it's kind of starts setting that up, right? So right. I like it. Uh, and
1: then you go next? Uh, yeah, so from there we just get a, a quick little um, Adam Bomb squash versus uh, PJ Walker. It's just incredible. Um, this is. Adam Baum's fun. I love Adam Baum. But now I feel like he's starting to get to the point where he needs something to sink his teeth into a little bit. Like, you know, um, I love seeing, like, the athletic squash, so, like, his, you know, his top rope moves, the springboard moves, his powerbomb moves, everything like that. But once you see it, like, too many times, um, you kind of want something like a feud maybe or even a higher-level jobber for him to face kind of, so... Not like I'm not getting tired of him or anything. I just want, kind of, want to see something different, like a little change of pace, and kind of see them throw him a bone a little bit. But he hasn't fought um, anyone, right? And that's the thing. I I want him to fight somebody at least, you know.
0: Yeah, let him get a nice, a little win uh, over. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of that's been really disappointing.
1: Yeah, and and, and we'll see coming up. You know, Johnny Polo starting to play a bigger role, like as a mouthpiece, but. You know, give him, give him something. Like, you know, he's been around for, what, two months now maybe, close to it. So it's kind of time to yeah. give him somebody, like a mid-level guy to feud with, anybody, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to see where that goes. And I
0: don't think they've done even, like, an interview with him, like, right. anywhere, like, saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, here's who I'm coming after. Like, I feel like there's it's been a while since we haven't even had an interview with him. So, So... Right. Uh, yeah, disappointing. He still looks good, but yeah, it's just his overall has just not been,
1: not been there. So, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you, you want to go? You want to do the last match? Or? Yeah. So we got uh Bastion Booger, who's already on the downfall. I guess the job entrance <laughs> uh, versus Crutch. Um, it's it's kind of weird, like Bastion Booger. Like I don't know. He, like this is the guy who just debuted like what a week or two ago, and he's already getting a, a match. But I mean, obviously on the wrong side of things, but he, at least he's getting opponents. Like, he got Virgil, and now he's getting Crush. Um, this was kind of a slower match. Uh, I feel like because of how this match, like, Crush wins this match by uh, slamming Bastion Booker three times, like, like body slamming him. I feel like this match was done just solely for the Yoko build, which was cool because, you know, showing yeah. that Crush can slam somebody this size. But other than that, you do not really get anything out of it. But um, at least they did some good storytelling in there. But, um, yeah, not, not not much of a match, but except outside of the finish to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, probably the point of it. Um, you know, you're going to – they're obviously setting up Crush as one of the guys that can possibly slam Yoko. Um, they uh, – so they bring a big fat guy out there to kind of do it, someone that they don't really have respect for. Um, I, I think he does have theme music later, and it's terrible. So it's probably better that he I think his job entrance is more appropriate than getting his terrible theme music. <laughs> uh, but he actually goes for a side suplex of him, which would have been really impressive because like a body slam, you kind of get a little help for him. But like the side suplex would have been ridiculous. So uh, Crush is pretty strong, dude. Uh, you know they 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 do a big cheer for him. Uh, you know, calling up that he slammed a 400 pound guy, candy slam. You know, a 500 pound guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really, I really liked that. The crowd definitely was in a crush as well. So, um, that was, uh, you know, a great, a great start, uh, or a great, a great like lead to the, the, the intrepid challenge, which they're really trying to build up the last couple weeks. So I I liked it. I think Bastion Booker is the perfect guy for it. Uh, like I've been disappointed if it's like Bam Bam or someone like, you know, I think it's someone they've kind of put up as like a really big fat guy he is big and fat so Mm -hmm. I think think this is kind of a perfect ending for what they're trying to go for is like leading up to this intrepid and it'd be interesting to see you know was Crush going to be their guy like was he really the guy they thought was going to slam him because that's the way this is built to like if you were to go into the weekend like you would think it'd be Crush
1: right which I wouldn't be mad at
0: no might might be better different than what we get so exactly Uh, should we move on Yes sir. Alright. Um yeah, so, uh, now we got super, superstars, uh, from July 3rd. So this is pre the July, f- well, pre the uh, Intrepid. So a lot of this is going to be, um uh, building up to the Intrepid, Intrepid, um slam. So we got Marty Giannetti coming out first. Huge pop for him. He's still got mm-hmm. the rockers, rockers music going on. So why he, Kind of his, like, his outfit hasn't changed everything. The crowd still is, a uh, is, uh, all into him. So he's been a guy we, I've, we've seen a lot of, right? Like, he had the, the matches with Doink. He won the title. He's here. Kind of, I, I would have thought he would have been gone. Uh, so this might be, like, his longest run, like, without getting fired. So we'll, we'll see how long he stays. But, uh, standard squash to start up superstars. But, you know, as Vincent, uh, King and, and Macho start talking, the most of their time is, um, Stars and Stripe Challenge, and one of my notes here was, like, they're building it up, but I don't know, they don't, now it's, like, if this is on TV, so, like, it's really kind of right. weird that, like, they're building this up, but it's, they're, they never say, like, oh, watch it here, and, like, when you watch the footage of Intrepid, like, there's not that many people here, so, like, I feel like there's, like, a missed opportunity here, probably, from them, of, like, televising it, or you know, having a different stage with a lot more people and having it, like, as a wrestling event. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Like, Vince never wanted to pass up money. It seems kind of, like, weird that he, he went for this. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on kind of
1: that of them building it up. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny. They said, like, a, a even a jockey accepted the challenge. So you know, <laughs> a, a visual to see. Um, I know Joe Morris, like, a, the, the running back that they, like, these kind of, did the, like a little wrestling hype, you know, and they, they kind of said yep. a couple of lines or two. And, and he says like something, I, don't know, I forget what he says, but he says, uh, sting like a gnat and gnats don't sting. And I don't <laughs> know why he said that. It's like, it's a, uh, I know tried to do like this sting like a butterfly or, or sting like a bee thing, but he, he said gnat, that was kind of weird, but, um, I think it's cool to get like the involvement of like the NFL and, and NBA. And yeah. Stuff like that too. Like, like what they do at WrestleMania 2, like, it's kind of built in, is, you know, like, it brings credibility to the whole thing, like, because, you know, these guys are pro athletes, even though they have, like, um, like, full on porn star mustaches and (laughs) look (laughs) like accountants, you know? It was the time. It was the time. (laughs) Right. So, it's just, it's just cool to, like, make it this, like, overall athletic event instead of, you know, this hokey, like how arm wrestling challenges can be and stuff like that. They kind of make it more outside the spectrum. So I'm I I like I like stuff like this. I like the the outside the ring things that help build characters. So I'm I'm liking the build to this, even though it's kinda of cheesy so far.
0: Yep. And then uh, from uh right.
1: from there we get a, a quick squash with Luger. Um kind of nothing here, just kind of uh, highlighting him as well as, as a possible, you know, contender maybe someone that's, you know, bigger, stronger that could be involved. They don't really mention that, but it's kind of keeping it in the back of your mind. Um, the match itself really nothing here. Just a typical squash. Um, then after this, we get a uh, face-to-face with the big one, Tatanka. Um, big Will is with Luna. He talks about, like, cutting Tatanka's hair. Well, he says scalping. In the Indian, which I was like, oh <laughs> shit! Like I going to keep that in the, yeah. in the network. And then uh, they, this like feud with Big old Tatanka is like really reigniting Tatanka in my eyes. Like he's showing a lot of fire, um, and that's what I mean by like stuff like, giving somebody something to sink their teeth into. Mm-hmm. In an era of like when you still have a lot of like just jobber matches filling up TV, like stuff like this is where you can let guys shine. And I think Tatanka is like. Really showing his, you know, like fire. And Bigelow's like pushing his buttons. I don't know if he's intentionally doing it or if he's just being a dick, but he keeps saying Indian. And at one point, Tatanki even says Native American, like at the end, like corrects him, like him yeah. why are you saying that? Um, <laughs> and I think Luna and Bigelow are just perfect together. Like they, yep, they just, they're just such a perfect match. So I thought this, uh, face to face segment was done pretty well. What do you think about it?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I was actually shocked because he cut his mullet off a little bit of a while. That's why I put mm-hmm. his, his hair off. So they haven't gone back to this for a while, or maybe just haven't tracked it for a while, because I know you've been get, kind of been complaining on Tataka, like, you know, he's just kind of going nowhere. And it's like right. they did that segment and didn't go anywhere, but now it's full on, right? It's, hey, these guys are at each other, and also, you know, Bam Bam's got Luna with him as well. So it's not just – um it's not just – uh uh, you know, Tataka's at, he's he's doing this for his, you know, his main squeeze. Uh, so I, I thought it very mm-hmm. well thought. I'm going to go back to the narcissist real quick as well. Um, I, I was kind of wondering if Vince would, like, really, like, lay into him, but he was still pretty treating him as a heel. Like, I thought Vince would maybe, uh, my exact notes are, Vince would blow his load on him, <laughs> yeah. but he really didn't. Like, they were talking about how he's a cheater with the steel plate, and they can't believe how, how narcissist he is. So whether they knew this was going to be the guy or if, <laughs> Vince is like really trying to no-sell it. Like it was, it's kind of interesting. Like I was, I was, you know, that's what I was kind of listening for. If, if there was any hint of it, uh, right. kind of, you know, well, you know, and we'll talk about in the raw. But that's the end of the narcissist character, which I thought was a very good character. They didn't kind of go anywhere with it after perfect, uh, but I thought they could have done a lot with that character. So kind of disappointing uh, to see the end of him in this character because I thought it, it could have been uh, real good.
1: Oh. So. It's- by far his best character work like this. Yeah, this one sucks is that they're, you know, we'll see here shortly, but yeah, the character itself, to, especially to end on this note, like not some other fashion, but it is Yeah, so this. then we
0: get and then we get, uh we'll go on to then we get the Steiners with the squash pretty, their, sta- their standard squash. Again, I still don't understand that the entire match, all King does is make fun of um, of Michigan which again is a good school I just I don't understand the right. point of of what they're trying to do here um, it's just really 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 strange so they the king is just all over it so for whatever reason like this is their selling points on on uh, on uh, on the Steiners right now uh, and they do they do bring up a little bit about um, you know the money inks coming back for them you know we, we talked about last time right these title switches. They're still kind of building up that feud, uh, and we'll see in a couple of weeks, right? They have a, a preview that they're going to have um, Rick and Scott actually fight them, um, you know, for the, the championships on Superstar. So they're still building right. it up, which is nice to see. Any, any comments there?
1: No, I, I mean I agree with the whole like making fun. I don't get the like making fun of like the oh hey these are uh, college educated athletes here. Like that's so dumb. Right. <laughs> Like they, if anything, you're you no one else is like, like predominantly yeah. college educated. So it's <laughs> kind of weird, you know? Like I don't get it. But yeah, that's uh just something weird that they're making fun of. Uh
0: and then we go randomly to uh which I just don't understand. We go to a one, two, three kid match from a raw taping with Jim Ross doing it. Uh <laughs> it makes no sense. Right. It's weird that the raw were one, two, three kids have been kind of over. Everyone loves to chant. And I thought he got no pop coming out. Like, I thought maybe it's just a sound because they had Jim Ross speeding over it. Maybe there, there was a crowd for it. Um, but the match goes on a lot. Like, it's actually like a five-minute match with uh, Riggins, Reno Riggins, mm-hmm. um, where I feel like they made him equal. Like, I felt like that was kind of strange, like, that he can beat Razor twice but can't handle this jobber. So – I don't understand the point of it. I think they do. A, we do a lot better job the next week on Raw with the match they have. Uh, so this really made no sense to me. I don't know if you had uh, anything except for it, when, when One Two Three Kid does win, he gets a big pop, and the crowd definitely is is chanting One Two Three. So maybe it's just the audio on his entrance.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it's just this match stood out so weird because like like you said with Ross on commentary with the the Raw banners in the background, the lighting's a little different than the rest of the show. Uh, it was just kind of weird, they didn't mention like, "Hey, we're, we're going to a previously recorded match or anything like that." They right. Kind of played it off, so it was weird. Um, I think the crowd definitely is behind Kid. Like, I think it's mainly because like his oh. offense stands out so much. Like he's yeah, oh yeah, doing stuff that the rest of the roster isn't. You know, like so I think he's uh, definitely on his way to breaking out. And it was pretty cool to see him get like a little bit of a spotlight at least, even though. It was kind of 50-50, like you said, up until the end. And then um, after that match, we got Bam Bam versus a, a Jobber, a quick little squash. Um, like I said, these two just pop off the screen together. Like, this this is like a match made in heaven with these two. I love it so far, the package. Um, uh, Bigelow even, like, blows a kiss to Luna before he does his headbutt. And yep. This is kind of a more of a long-distance headbutt than usual. Like, it seemed a little bit far out. Um, and then it was kind of weird, like uh, you know, Savage. Like, like we got the big old stuff with Tatanka earlier. Then at the end, like Savage even questions if Lynn is a woman. So I'm all- like, yeah, go ahead. I- I'm already laughing because I know well, I had to say. It's, like, it's like, is this like Superstars <laughs> after Dark? Like we're we getting some like, you know like shady shit going on in this episode. Like we're still not done. So it's like, is this the like prelude to Silk Stockings kind of Superstars <laughs> they're testing out? I don't know what's going. On. But yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, like, just just says it out out and about. Are you sure she's a woman? And He's like, "What do you mean?" And it's like, I don't know, just asking. It's it it kind of funny that he says he, just throws it out there. And he goes to Vince, and actually Vince has a pretty good play. Correctly, he's like, "I'm not even gonna go there." So <laughs> right, he, right. I think
0: he knew. But like, it's so funny these things are taped so far in advance. You think they would just edit that out? Like, if they really exactly. didn't want that, like, to go there. So. I don't know. It was, I was just laughing once you started mentioning Macho Man. I was like, I know. I already know where you're yep, going because yep. it like caught my eye. I'm like, I can't believe they're actually going there. I mean, it's oh, different 93, right. but, um, good offense to not respond or that tape could be coming out today for him. And, and badly, you know, he might be part of, uh, cancel culture if, if not with some exactly. of his answers there. <laughs> uh, and then they do have a good SummerSlam commercial, but no matches announced. So th- I think all that's right. our first that we've seen. So SummerSlam's on yep. the way. Um, uh, so we're getting pumped for that. So good, good job there of them, um, them going in. And you want to take your Brett interview?
1: Yeah. So we get uh, Brett coming out for an interview next with uh, Bonnie Bernstein, right? Is that who she is? Bobby yes. Bernstein. Yeah. And then uh, he says he's talking about Yoko. He said he can't slam him, but he can beat him. Kind of weird that he had to say that. Like he shouldn't have just left the slam part out. Like don't make yourself look weak. But uh, he talks about like the the ve- like. Uh, aaron dubbed it the vegas screwjob um in wrestlemania 9 so he kind of just talks about that and getting screwed out of the belt um calls lawler the dairy queen so get some uh little reference there with lawler um then law he talks about how lawler jumps him from behind and pounded him like a dog so that's another uh you know a little risque quote we got there from brett getting pounded out like a dog i don't know if that's his thing but uh when he talks about Lawler, he gets real hype in this interview. Like, like, like he talks about the main stuff and it's like, like passe kind of wrestling speak, but then when he gets in, into Lawler, it's like he's really passionate. So, um, definitely excited is where, like, the, the Brett Lawler feud can go as far as, like, the intensity. As as, as we know, it lasts a couple of years, but just seeing kind of where the seeds are, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go.
0: Yeah, this was... A good interview, and definitely again, kind of pivots like you kind of see this them doing a lot, right? Hey, this was my old feud, and this is my new mm-hmm. feud, right? So I'm still keeping in your eyes that I, w- I was with Yoko, like I got screwed, but I'm I'm going after Lawler, like so. I, I really like that uh, continuality because it kind of closes off that one feud uh, and opens up a, a new one, and uh you know, good good interview from Brett. Uh, Bringing some fire, and I did like him mentioning they can't slam Yoko, so it makes sense that he's not, uh, you know, going for that, right? And it, it would mm-hmm. look kind of silly, like if he tried to tries to go for him, right? Like,
1: yeah, that's like, true.
0: Like, I, I don't think that adds to him. Like, of course he's like that's not his his strong point, right? Like, like right. Ross do it, like guys like Satanka, but keep Brett out of it. You know, I think that I think that's good. So, I did like that comments um and then we got uh i've been on the mission rap, so they've been really building them up and they tell them they're going to be wrestling next week um so their debut can't wait for that um we got adam bomb with a quick uh squash match um again we just talked about him but you know kind of a guy doing nothing right now mm-hmm. um um uh, uh, sorry, doing nothing uh, and kind of going nowhere. Like, where's his feud? So uh, quick, quick match. He's, he looks awesome, right? He looks awesome. He's got the look. He's got Johnny right. Cole, but he's just, he's just kind of just showing up for squashes and just not going anywhere. And they don't mention he's coming after everyone, which is just really weird. They don't really do that. Like, usually, right, smoking guns right away. Hey, they're going after the high shrinkers. Like, you know, they kind of have the guy ready with the debut, and Adam Bomb. they don't have anyone for him. So I don't know if you have anything to add as no. we – we got to close off this uh, superstars.
1: Nope, all good from there. All
0: right, and I I did have to take this note. So this is from a uh, uh, this was a new taping from June fifteenth. I didn't mention it, but to begin the the night, there was a Hulk Hogan Brutus Beefcake versus Money Inc. match, and that oh, Hulk no. Hogan got into wait, but wait for it, Hulk Hogan got into a confrontation with Giant Gonzalez, <laughs> and Hogan oh, escaped the ring when. Jim Gonzalez almost took him out. <laughs> so, oh, well, he's a hero.
1: He's a hero, well, but the like, national hero.
0: H- Hogan's gonna can't job to job to Brett, but jobs to Gonzalez. Exactly, like, that's, where, that's where we are right now. So yeah, I, yeah, I, at least I,
1: seven feet, that made put you over, brother. Yeah. So thanks to the history of WWE
0: for giving us gems like that. Like I was like, <laughs> I had a double take when I was looking for this. I'm yeah, like, that's fantastic. You can't be doing this. So. Um, anything else on the the superstars that you had?
1: Nope, I'm all good on that. Very good.
0: Um, should we get to the, the big the big one, the big Raw, the big Intrepid?
1: Yep, so we're at the 7-5 uh, Raw now, so we're a day after the uh, SS Intrepid, and we open up with some clips first, just kind of like a couple guys attempting to slam Yoko just to kind of give you a little tease of it, and then we go to the ring, you know, on the Intrepid, I think the the visual of it is awesome. I know like hearing some stories like from I don't know who told it, but like Yoko's feet were like burning on the mat because of how hot it was. So okay. it's kinda like trying to catch that a little bit. And you can kind of see him standing in the shadow of Fuji a couple times when they have to stand there for a little bit just to probably cool his feet off or whatever. But um it starts with like you get like uh a few guys come out, like we got Lee Russen from the Giants, we got Backlund out there, which is very weird to see him out there. Um like I would have rather seen like Damien Demento or something than him. Like this didn't make it. But I guess I guess Backlund was like a strong man kind of in his day, like brute strength, but he wasn't like the big jacked up athlete like a lot of these other guys are. So it just kind of stood out. Um we get uh Peter Tang- Tanglinetti uh from the Penguins, uh Scott Burrell from the Hornets, future Bull. Uh Scott Steiner comes out, who was I, w- I? was hoping, like, obviously I know who did it, but like, if I was watching this in real time, that would have been my pick. Would have been Steiner. Um, and then after Scott Steiner tries, they get like a little timeout with Yoko to eat rice uh this like huge ass bowl, which is just so awesome, like character work to see. Like he he's not really even that worried about these guys; yep. he can just chill, you know, and just and just eat, not really, you know, worry about them. Um, after that we get to Tonka trying He fails uh, Bill Freilich from the Lions Crush who is kind of over And kind of seems like the guy he Gets a little bit of a push Still can't get him um, Savage comes out Which was weird to kind of end on Savage I, I thought that like Rotation should have been switched a little bit I thought it should have ended on Crush Being a bigger guy But you know Savage I guess the most over of this bunch and and kind of maybe the crowds more familiar with him, um, but he can't do it either and then all of a sudden we get the like a you can cue. Uh, I need a hero in the background as the uh, Luger arrives in a helicopter with his um, American flag button-up shirt So all of a sudden he's not a, a narcissist anymore. He's a Like a dwight yokum type character. I guess comes walking to the ring um kind of stuns yoko a little bit and does more of a more of a hip toss i guess and plays it off like a body slam and just goes crazy vince is just hammering it up vince is like like when they say like when they do those commercials for like blue Chew and stuff and they say like call the doctor if your erection is more than four hours like this is a <laughs> full-on <laughs> erection like yep. america this is you know, before the steroid trial when Vince was so in love with America, he, this was, he was just going crazy over this. So, you know, Luger says, like, you know, Luger gets on the mic and says, you know, there's nothing wrong with America. Then he names, things that's wrong with America. There's, what's wrong <laughs> with America is people like you. And, like, so, you know, he, there's nothing there's wrong with it except wrong. for this. this right. He throws, he throws Fuji out of the ring. It's just, it's just an awesome moment that I think, you know, I don't... I don't know if it's – it probably is the – maybe maybe the Hogan, like, Switch of Brett is more famous. and Maybe, like, the first episode of Raw. I don't know. I just I feel like this might be the biggest moment so far that we've seen off the top of my head. Like, as far it's as – It's going to be the biggest moment for a while,
0: I feel like, right? Right, like, right. They, like,
1: casual fans know, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely think everyone kind of knows of this. And I can't think of another moment for a while that will – will pass it right like of an individual moment i and i think also the fact that it doesn't kind of go anywhere right like is also well known right the fact that it's kind of like this turn that turns out to be uh, a disaster after a while so i think it's kind of got that that to it too right like oh remember when they tried to push luger as champion right like the american hero like that flops right so i think it's kind of got it both ways but yeah this is this is a massive
1: moment also, also, like, I was thinking when this happened, like, you know, I was a kid at this time, and, um, L- Yoko was, was a cultural, kind of a cultural figure, kind of like how Andre mm-hmm. was. Like, when kids would say, oh, you know, he was as big as Andre the Giant. Like yeah. Kids would, kids would say, oh, he was as fat as Yokozuna, or, you know, he couldn't slam him like Yokozuna. Like, Yoko was kind of a, a, a cultural figure in that sense. Like, maybe not the most positive light, but. Yep. He still was you know somebody people named even if they didn't like weren't full-time wrestling fans you know
0: yeah no it was um yeah it was it was a cool moment i actually put in my notes like um the uh i thought crush got him up pretty good um mm-hmm. so i thought again maybe they were trying to go for Crush originally uh macho was the last one and vince's in Vince's commentary also talked about how how America embarrassed itself, so, like, really put down, like, oh, no one else can do this. Like, we needed one man. And I kind of put the, the timing of this was pretty crazy, like, to, to get it right, right? Like, helicopter flights aren't very easy. You're going into New York City, like – they they It's amazing they pulled it off right from like having the helicopter land like on time to getting Rex right. there like it's pretty crazy that they pulled that off, so I mean maybe they just edited it perfectly, but like it looked like it was like done perfectly, so I don't know what they would happen, like what if there was like you know a flight delay like those are things you know that could happen, but um they uh they pulled it off. Lex looks pretty good. He shoves kind of uh, Heenan out of the way, too. So I think, like, even though the crowd maybe was a little confused at first, like, that helps you, right? Like, this guy is good, right? Like, he's pushing the evil evil, yeah, the evil weasel right out of the way. And, you know, I thought Todd does a really good job of getting the crowd to chant. You could and Him and Macho, right, both, like, getting the crowd to chant for, uh, for uh, you know, Lex, right? So a guy that maybe some people don't even know who he is, right, or very limited and and try to get him over. So, um, it was pretty, 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 pretty good. I remember I was confused too. Like when I saw this next time, I'm like Lex Luger, like him, like where did Mm -hmm. he come from? Uh, but I definitely get all behind his run to begin. So, Uh, I know they got me as a you know as a 10 year old like this definitely got me hooked so uh, I I thought well done like again we kind of talked about a little bit earlier like weird that this was you know not not shown on TV Uh, not like a bigger crowd or a bigger deal but I think like the visual of it's pretty good after the fact
1: right
0: like you mentioned like it's an awesome visual so um, it looks really cool uh and then then that I did manage so so that was kind of the they do like a maybe like ten minute recap of that, and then they go back they uh so that's how rock kind of starts uh and they go to the announce booth, and macho's wearing the same clothes, I don't know if you noticed that <laughs> yeah. the same clothes the same yeah. outfit he wore the night before, so <laughs> a, a little bit weird, but then we get a uh a, a one two three kid match. Um, versus, uh, the Beverly brother, uh, Bev, Beverly, right? Uh, and start off, one-two-three the come, kid comes out, huge pop again, like, crowds into him. He's, he's high fiving and shaking everyone's hand, and, like, people are loving him. He just looks so young. I don't, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, he's always kind of looked young, but, like, here he looks just, like, such a baby. Um, so, uh, eight minute match. I mean, this is, this is the match I thought that versus the Reno Riggins one where, One two three kid just looks. He's doing moves that, and even Vince says when he does the 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 flip outside. Like Vince is like, no, I've never seen that before, right? Like these are just things you're not seeing from anyone else. And I think I know the Beverly's haven't been around much, but at least they're like credible guys that like, okay, he can do these moves too, and like has to struggle a little bit to beat them, but still able to get the win. Uh, So I thought an awesome match, especially. Um, Given that, like, okay, if you said one, two, three, kid versus Blake Breverly, like, would that be a good match? Like, okay, but I mean, one, two, three, kid is just bringing it right now. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add on that.
1: I thought this was an awesome match. Like, I thought, you know, with like, with kids like dives to the outside and stuff, you're not even seeing this kind of stuff on WCW, who, who's got the more, you know, um, in ring based product. Not Wrestling, seeing, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not even seeing like those kind of dives. So, what he's doing is like very innovative. Um, and the crowd is just in love with him right now. Like it, and one other funny thing is if you notice his eyebrows are shaved off right now. And okay. that was like a uh those that, the that they <laughs> Yeah. I think was was it the nasty boys that did it? I don't know if he did I know. it. I don't remember did. here.
0: Yeah, I just, I know there, I knew it was for something that they did this to him, but I didn't remember which one, but I didn't well, check that. It's but yeah. on
1: his, um it's on his picture of his action figure too. <laughs> like this, they did the pictures of the action figure and somebody shaved his eyebrows like the night before. So his eyebrows are missing in this match. Um But yeah, like just him and, and Blake Beverly is a perfect, like, like Blake Beverly is the guy that I want to see Adam Bomb face. Like he's the guy. Yeah, right. You know, someone of that. Caliber, like it doesn't have to be a star, but um, the awesome match. Like I, I feel like it's, it's one, like, it's like it's almost like a hidden gem, um, kind of yeah. match that I would I would like implore anybody to go check out. But yeah, kid is just killing it right now, so I, I really like something like this to so, you know kind of get the show started after you watch the Assassin Creed. I think it was perfect.
0: Well, that was I was just gonna say I I didn't really did know, but like it's a great start right after you just had that awesome footage, right? Like you could have went like really really low and the crowd was definitely pumped like you got this awesome you get this awesome match to kind of keep the crowd going and you you invested like oh man that that Luger thing looks awesome I now I look at this kid like this is different it's it's strange they don't go more to this style for a while right because just the crowd is all into one two three kid like he's getting massive like he's so over right now Uh, it's crazy so um, a, a great way to start off raw
1: Yep. and then uh, from there we get another uh, "Men on a Mission" wrap. I feel like this one was a lot smoother compared to the other ones. Like, there's been a couple times where Oscar it looks like he's reading off like a prompter or something, and yep. Um, this time it just felt like a lot smoother. Like they're like they're starting to get it down a little bit. So, um, pumped to see them coming up. Um, after that we get Bam Bam versus Jobber. This is a really quick squash. Like really nothing here um to even talk about. It. Did you have anything on this, too, before we go to the next one? No. I don't understand. He doesn't even do his head drop, like or headbutt. Right. It was so like it's so stupid. It like was a it's a waste of time. I don't even know why they yeah. put it in there.
0: Yeah, it's it's really it's really bad.
1: Alright. So from there we get uh Samu versus the Undertaker. Uh this is a real random matchup too. This was this was kinda cool though. I, I like these kind of random matchups. Um and I think this is the first time the arena blacked out for taker's entrance is that right did did he do it any other time
0: i i have a, I have the first lights lights go out in the question mark
1: like uh, gotcha so we both I, have I don't know question. yeah
0: I don't, yeah same question mark but i don't remember so, seeing it so
1: right so so in the beginning of this match they're kind of questioning if taker is weak without the urn and then mr hughes has the urn so that's a cool little storyline to go through um He's kind of digging at Paul Bear saying he's in Mobile, Alabama. Robin Graves, so <laughs> I, they, must, they must be buddies because that was a cool little inside jab at him. Yeah, because um, I think I think he really is from Mobile, and I think you know, he was a you know mortician and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool a little inside shot at him. Um, we got some, we just got some good back and forth. You know, like Samu's a a solid worker. He's going to bring something out of the Undertaker, and, and Taker just looks like he's got uh, like he's hitting a second gear now. Like. You know, he's just a little bit more fast paced. I think the the match is like you know, it's not like this it's not as good as like the kid match versus Beverly, like not something like it's high flying, but for these two guys I thought this is a solid little match too. Um Undertaker gets the tombstone and gets the win, which is something to kinda of bring the Undertaker back to your to your mind's eye a little bit, just to kind of put him back in the in the scene a little because 'cause he's been out for a little while, so not, not like a great match or anything, but something decent to keep them going.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was interesting that, um, you know, they have take a return here, right? So we, we saw him get taken out by Mr. Hughes and then he just kind of randomly back, right? But they do add this new thing with the lights going out. The crowd definitely was like crazy for it. Like, I mean, it had to be so, um, uh, so different. Like, you gotta be freaked out. I'm sure, like, right. for the first, like, six months this happens, like, I'm sure it's, like, just such a moment. I mean, his entrances are awesome. I don't know if you've seen, yeah, I think you've seen oh, him a yeah, couple definitely. times live, right? Like, like I just remember the first time I saw him, uh, immediate 30. It was just, like, such an awesome moment, right? Like, it's just an aura about it. Um, so pr- awesome there. I just put the crowd goes nuts for it. Uh, what an entrance. Like, just something so different, but just adds to his character. Like, a simple little thing is flicking the lights off. Like, um, he, he doesn't come up with Paul bear and they really bring up, um, that takers fighting a different style. So he did like a drop toe hold, uh, and, uh, macho calls that, uh, you know, calls a drop toe hold. He does a drop kick, which you rarely see from taker. So definitely a, a lot of different offense in, in this match. Um, my other note is that <laughs> there was a leapfrog that they do, and actually taker couldn't get up all the way. So he actually falls on Samu, um, like uh, I, So, I'm just not sure why everyone doesn't do that, right? Like, why they, like, jump all the way over the guy versus just falling on him. So, like, right. it kind of ruined, like, ruined Kfei. But I was like, why, that's the perfect way to end that move is to jump over the guy and land on top of him. But they recovered pretty well. And then, uh, I thought, actually, uh, awesome Tombstone. And uh, Samu did a great job. He gets hit. And he shakes his leg, like, even after he gets hit. So, like, you while he's pinning him, he's, like, shaking his leg. Like, it's, like, paralyzed his body. So. I thought Samu did a great job selling. I'm going to give Beverly. I know we didn't really talk about him much, but I thought he did a great job in that match, too. So the two guys yeah. kind of taking all the offense. They did a great job really, really putting over uh, their two faces. So I thought another good match. Um and I, and I like the storyline of, hey, Taker needs to do something different because he's without his mentor. So, exactly. So. It did, sorry one more other note was that it was pretty funny but Bobby Heenan was kind of under they show him after they turn the lights back on and he was hiding under the desk scared so yeah, again yeah. great great job you know the weasel playing is uh you know is a tough guy attitude but yet yeah, is a real scared cat so I, I thought that was really well done by him um Bobby's, Bobby's great as always of course uh and then we get a, a Fuji interview so uh he comes out I thought actually I thought he did pretty good um in that he kind of mentions that right away he goes, it was a hip toss. That was not a, was not a thing. But the, the way it's liked is pretty bad. You could actually couldn't hear Vince. And mm-hmm. he kept, Gucci couldn't hear him either. So he kept reaching, like they were like whispering each other's ear what they were talking about. So just a bad placement. Uh, but he challenges anyone to slam and fight him. Uh, he says that was, he's still undefeated. He's basically never been slammed. And Crush comes out and says he'll take the challenge next week. Uh, so now we've set up Yoko versus crush. So again, kind of interesting, like, were they really going to go with crush or are they just setting him up for this angle? So, um, the crowd definitely was into crush coming out. So I think they could have went with him instead of Luger. Um, I don't know how well it would have worked, but, uh, they're definitely setting him up as like a backbone, maybe as Kate in case Luger doesn't work. So,
1: right, right. We, we yeah. Did. Because it was, it was weird that crush came out and not Luger and, didn't further that at all, and just kind of yeah. added another aspect to it. So yeah, maybe he is the fail safe right now.
0: Yeah, uh, and then can you just do the last match yeah, unless yeah. you got anything else? So look at Mister Perfect kind of coming out for a quick match. Um, I, I just put the drop. The, this Jobber looks ridiculous. He's got these like super big knee pads, a crazy colored blonde mullet, these big green, ugly green tights. So he looks ridiculous, but Mister um, Perfect is easy to face him. Kind of nothing match. They're going to set up a Sean versus Perfect feud shortly. Uh, so it's weird they didn't start going here because they're kind of start really pumping SummerSlam. But it mm-hmm. was just a quick match with like no real purpose. And this, this Raw has definitely been very heavy face. So you would think that they would have ended with like a, uh, a heel to kind of like put someone else over, you know, uh, versus like Mr. Perfect needing a win versus Javard. So a really good Raw kind of ends on a little bit of a bummer. With the perfect match, like he's just he's he he, he gets the crowd into it, but just kind of unnecessary. I would, if anything, I would have flipped the taker match last and and put this one instead. So, uh, just weird kind of booking of of matches the way they did it. Uh, anything to add to the end of the yeah? End? The,
1: the placement was up. no. I just agree that the placement was off a little bit.
0: All right, so I I mean I thought a really good raw. Besides that, right? Like the he set up Yoko Crush, which the crowd was all into. You got. Taker Samu, which I thought was a really good match. The great the great one two three kid kind of hidden gem match, uh, and then all the highlights of of Lex saving America. So uh great, great Raw, probably one of the best, maybe not as good as the Razor the the Razor Marty one, or the Razor one two three upset and the, the Marty winning the title. I don't think as good as that, but definitely pretty close to the best Raw we've seen.
1: Yeah, it might it might be the best Raw, actually. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, should we do some plugs first, and then we'll get um, onto um, onto the last superstars?
1: Yeah, so um, I just wanted to give a shout out to like the No Holds Barred podcast, being like the you know the backbone pretty much of North South. Um, I know they gave us some love, you know, being back in the fray and everything. So I um, just want to give them a shout out, definitely, and um, the AEW podcast. You know what that means with. Uh, Jordan and Andrew like that's like my mowing the lawn podcast you know it always comes out like on the on the Friday and that's I always listen to that whole thing it takes me about two hours to mow the lawn so it's like perfect so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) doing this damn acre it kills me every week especially in Florida being that it's uh hot as hell and we have to mow it every week now so a perfect that I got something like that to listen to while I'm doing it
0: I, uh, I mowed our lawn. And it maybe took four minutes. Maybe. Maybe. You bastard. <laughs> That's what happens when you live in city life and have uh, right, right. Uh, one one thousandth of an acre. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes grass cutting a very simple thing. Um,
1: I bet. Yes. You know,
0: it, it, as always, we talked about a couple weeks ago, with the jetty position uh, uh, every Wednesday. Rolling through different things, the journey to the infinity, or, um, have you seen it, or have you heard, heard about it in Pluto, which is, I've been a guest on before. It's a great, I'm trying to go with Jenny again to do another one of those. Those are always great. We got, you know, now into the Rumble, which is, uh, you know, been great. And then, uh, um, the, now I'm, I'm trying to look at the name of it, but the, the title changes, every title change in history that JT and Aaron are doing. Um, I love that. I'm a little behind on that one, so I'm, I'm I'm only at the Hulk Hogan vs. Undertaker, uh, so I gotta get caught up on, uh, I think they just released one about Brett and, uh, Brett Hart, so winning the title is a spoiler, yep. so mm-hmm. I gotta get caught up on that one, but, uh, you know, great stuff uh, th- throughout, uh, you know, and we also have Cardoso Daily, right, so every, every day they got, uh, a daily pod going from WrestleMania, and I've been lucky enough to do those. Haven't got a Kamala match yet, but I think JP's pulling for me on that. But, <laughs> but uh, daily 10 minute quick, quick listen to, uh, and watch there. I uh, just passed the big events, uh, which I was fortunate enough to do one, uh, on, but going from WrestleMania 1 to, uh, today, uh, one match a day, real quick, 10 minutes. Great, easy listen to walking the dog or, getting your kids ready or something. So real quick, 10 minute, 10 minute feed. And the nice thing about that is there's different hosts every day. So you got to get different previews and get people plug in their shows. So great, great to connect on there. Uh And then of course, there's also pop experience, uh, another feed that everyone should subscribe to. And then the original with Scott Crisola running the original place to be, which still has, you know, the mothership, uh, the original place to be back in the timeline mm-hmm. of uh, 2007, working their way through it. It's been a great Great listening now uh, getting into about to get into oh eight. So um great great stuff on all these feeds and great uh thanks for everyone that gives us feedback as well. So we appreciate that as always.
1: Exactly. And that's a that's just a big part of it is you know seeing the feedback and everything keeps me going. So I definitely appreciate it.
0: All right, so now we're on to the July tenth Raw. Uh sorry, superstars. Um, interesting here that we got Jim Ross does the recapping set. I thought you kind of mentioned it yourself, right? Vince, uh, I think is better at this. Like he did a great job really building it up. I thought Ross was a little too timid here. Uh, so weird they had him kind of do it. He hasn't been seen much. I'm, I think he's on like challenge or something like that. So we're just not watching every program, but kind of weird that he would, he would, um he would kind of do this. I thought it was a little bland, um, versus, uh, you know, having Vince do it. So I definitely thought the Raw one was way better than the um way better than the uh than the Superstars one. I don't know if you have any comments on that.
1: No, I kinda agree. I think he's I don't know if they're just kinda like trying him out to kind of see where he fits. Um or if, you know, Vince just wanted a little bit of time off from doing it, but I think he's just still trying to find his footing pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean he was, you know, the main event guy for Mania or you know, the main pay-per-view guy for Mania and for King of the Ring, and just kinda has been like not seen since, right? He's he hasn't been on Raw at all. Um yet this is his first superstars appearance, and like he's obviously not at SummerSlam, so I don't know if Vince was trying to figure out what to do with him, but he obviously just he has kinda lost some 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 uh something in Vince's eyes. Um so then we go to uh starting off with smoking guns love it, love I really joined the smoking guns um with the, their gunshots and it's simple simple jobber uh jobber uh jobber match they they do the, they still do this backdrop pile driver thing that looks mm-hmm. just so dangerous and I just don't remember this as a finishing move, so I'm guessing it ends soon hopefully uh because it yeah. just definitely looks looks really dangerous well they but didn't
1: didn't catch them fully like no you think- like they, they just said, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. I don't care like where this guy lands, but we're doing it. So yeah, that was kinda weird that they just decided to go through with that move, but it could be awesome, right? It could right. be awesome.
0: But they're just they're just not able to get over it. So uh, whatever it is, they're just not they're just not hitting it. So um and then we go to a face-to-face, so uh, we got Marty Jannetty here, he just flubs all his lines here. Yeah. Uh, he, and like, these are tapes, so like, this was the best they could do. He was just messing up everything, but he at least kind of admits that he's going after Sean again, so mm-hmm. uh, I would think everyone's kind of pumped for that, like, hey, we're gonna see Sean, Marty at SummerSlam, uh, for the final payoff for that, for that kind of match. So, I, I thought it the first half he flubbed, the second half definitely got us, and then, a uh, basic signers um, just kind of talking about how they're they'll take out money at any time of the day uh and, and are ready for them and, and able it will take them out. So, I don't know if you have anything else to add on that.
1: Well, I mean between uh, Marty and, and Scott Steiner, I don't think there was a complete coherence <laughs> between the two. But yeah, it was, a, it was I like Marty. I like. I like. I always got a weak spot for him. You know, like he's always in and out, so it's kinda hard to get invested in him, but like the yeah. the Marty Sean feud, kinda like the um uh, Rick Martel Tito Santana feud kinda, you know, lingers Stone on heads. throughout the years. Yep. Right. So I think it's cool they just keep that going. Um Yeah. I I I, I liked this.
0: Yeah, no, I I liked it. I thought it was good, but uh the flubbing was yeah. all over the place.
1: <laughs> right. So, um from then we get uh Crush versus Doink and this was pretty cool how it started. Like Doink kind of appears on the screen, on the big screen, and then it kind of like splits up into all these little screens and you kind of see like I don't know, like sixteen Doinks or whatever it was on the screen, and it just kind of plays into like the the mind game part of Doink, kind of like an early Gold Dust where he's like doing all this like theatrics behind the you know, he, he, but he's still a good wrestler. Um, yep. And then Doink like kind of tells him to worry about the Doink that's behind him, and, and Doink sneak attacks him so. That was a cool start. Um like I thought the match was good, like good back and forth between the two, but then it kinda like fell to a flat finish where uh crush wins the count out and then the second doink comes in and attacks crush. So I think they're kinda playing that up still between these two, but um I don't know, like they they made it like sound like, oh, like this is the match to end end it all between these yep. two and to kinda do it with a with a count out. So that was kind of a oh. a weird yeah. finish between the two and flat, but uh Doink is still, like, I don't know. He might be the MVP so far of 93 for for the WWF. He's still killing it in both the character and in-ring aspect of it. So I'm really loving him so far.
0: Yeah, they did the awesome uh, 16 <clears throat> Doinks. Like, or first he's won, you know, two, then 16. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Doink takes, keeps, keeps the offense here, so he's, he's beating down Crush. But they keep talking about how, he can't, just can't figure out how to how to take him out, so Doink is leading this. It's actually, a good, I thought, a pretty good match for Crush. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not known as a great worker uh, because Doink takes the whole lead, but he just can't get, um, he just can't pin um, Crush uh, or, you know, submit him either because you kind of talked about how Doink has been, like, the submission hold expert. So he just can't get right. him out. Uh, really, really weak end on the countout. You can see it coming from, like, a mile away. They both, like a bad tumble over the top, like he lines them, he can't get them over, so they like, both like have to hold each other, and flip each other over, like it's really bad uh getting out, and they can tell the ref is like so emphatic about, you know, counting them out, so you can just you just know that this is going to end a count out, like you just tell it from a mile away, uh, but then the double joints I thought did an awesome beat down of Crush, so again, I guess they're trying to kill off the storyline, knowing that, okay, Crush is going to go either after Yoko, right, because this is taped before the Intrepid, so I'm sure they were mm-hmm. thinking, hey, we got to get him a victory. I don't know why I couldn't pin him, but, hey, we got to end this storyline. But it's weird then that they, they do the double ding, doink uh, beatdown. So it's it's just a very odd match. Um, you know, we forgot to mention last week, or for the last week's episode, they did a preview of this match, uh, and then they do it again later on where they talk about how Steiner's money ink. So they have this, like, new kind of vignette where they kind of preview the big match for next week, which I really like. And I think it's really well done. So I think there was probably intrigue for this match. Uh, but it kind of ends out flat, even though the in-ring for the most of the matches is pretty good, I thought.
1: Yeah, and maybe because on Superstars it's a little bit more forgivable, you know, like yeah. building this kind of marquee match and then finishing like that. But like you said, I do like how they are building to these matches. And I just feel like they're catching a little bit of a groove right now as far as, like, booking and talent goes. Like, it's starting to combine a little bit. So we're seeing some good stuff here.
0: Yeah, but then we get, uh, Sean Michaels with Diesel, uh, just finding a jobber. They do talk about how, uh, they show a, a highlight of the magazine, uh, which, you know, is always, I always love going back to looking mm-hmm. at those magazines and being like, should I order that on eBay or not? I have that I thinking, one. The, that uh, I'm one. sure I had it and I threw them all out like a fool and now I'm going back to eBay, <laughs> reordering them all. Yep. I think yep. really cool. but, uh, uh, in there they have, uh, I think a tail of the tape between Sean and, and Mr. Perfect. So, Kind of teasing, hey, look at these right. two, like, free match uh, How do they line up? So that was kind of the point of the, the squash match. Sean wins as usual, and Diesel does nothing, so he's worthless. Just a weird time to have, like, worthless. Big bodyguard. Um, I don't know if you had anything to add.
1: No, just just a little bit of a character work, like you said, Sean. Pretty good stuff.
0: Yeah, and then we got, uh, real quick, I'll talk about the King of the Ring report. So we got our first reports. Uh, only one match to mention, but Mean Gene, uh, talks about how Detroit's been really good to the WWF, talking about WrestleMania 3. Uh, he does not mention Hogan in this, but he talks about how the first match has been signed up, and they give the Brett Lawler, uh, which is Brett Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler, and they kind of give clips of the feud. So, pretty good, good report, and I'm gonna love these. I, I do think this might be the end of Mean Gene. Like, I don't know if he lasts a little bit longer, but I think this is the end of him. I don't think he lasts past SummerSlammer not much more so right. it's, 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 it's got to be coming yeah so I kind of just thought of that I was shocked actually to see him on these because I feel like we haven't seen him for a while because uh, I don't think he's ever on Raw um, right it's been sometimes on Superstars but uh, kind of weird that he's kind of ending off here uh, but I thought pretty good to guess you know um, two months away from SummerSlam and we already got a match and started to build up hey Detroit is the place to be in for this uh, for this big the big summer events.
1: Yeah. all right so from there we got we, the get, uh, yeah, we got the debut of men on a mission um i like how like when when they come out and oscar's rapping and shit mabel's like not even phased by it like moe's kind of into it a little bit oscar's like really into it mabel's just like he's like like if you watch battle rap at all like the other guy's just like sitting there just taking it like that's how, <laughs> how mabel is when when oscar's rapping like and one thing I thought about, like like just seeing these guys come out and doing this act, is is this the first hip hop act in WWF history? It's got to be right. Oh, for sure. Well, I guess the only other one would be rum DMC, right? At Mania Five,
0: that'd be like the only other time they've okay. made it. Okay. At, at as, as, like, as
1: far as as far as performer wrestlers go, yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: It definitely that's like that's the only other time they've even like mentioned you know like hip hop, right, or any type right. of you know. right uh rap you know even like r&b type way like they've never gone this way so
1: because you had pn news and wcw a couple years before right i think uh pg-13 came out a little bit after men on a mission or right around the same time so yeah it's just kind of weird how like how far behind it is like you know yeah. rap's been out since the late 70s and now you got 93 but you know at least they're moving in that direction so i think they're really like just like the, the, their outfits everything they pop off the screen like i think yeah um like i i think it's also funny how like they come out rapping and dancing and then you see like all these offbeat white people in the crowd at the same time <laughs> so Probably. i thought it was yeah, the cameraman was a real asshole for that like just you know keeping this keeping the stereotype going but um I like the I like how like when they get in they quickly go to Mabel like throwing a drop kick. And yep. you see this, this like massive like I don't like you see Yokozuna how huge he is, but then you see Mabel who's also tall. Like he's like six eight I think and and he's huge. And he's out there throwing a drop kick and, and he is like a spin kick as well. Um I just think these two are like so cool to, to begin with. Now they're not gonna be like the one, two, three kid, as far as like work rate goes, but I think as far as like something different on the card, I think, you know, them, uh, then, then Mabel does have like a second, second rope, uh, leg drop to get the win, but I don't, I don't think like the story was more so the matches as, as far as like the characters were and how they kind of adapted to the crowd. The crowd's really into them. I think, um, I think so far, as far as like the debut goes, they hit a home run here.
0: Yeah, and they do a good job of, Uh, you kind of mentioned Mabel, but I thought Mo did a good job. He kind of stands on the staircase, like Mm -hmm. nodding his head, like to approval, like, you guys get Mm -hmm. this. So I thought that was pretty, like a pretty cool visual of Mo as well. Uh, I liked how, you know, Mo starts off and then they do the tag to Mabel and the crowd kind of gives them, like, awe, like, whoa. And just like you mentioned, he's kind of more athletic right now. And the crowd's definitely, like, popping forward. You can kind of see them, like, ooh, this is, this is something different. Uh, which is, which is refreshing. And I thought a really good debut. They also like most squash matches, like a minute on Superstars. Like they gave them like three minutes and really mm-hmm. kind of let them dominate, but also like gave Mabel time to kind of like get a couple moves over as well. So I thought a really strong debut.
1: Yeah, good stuff.
0: And then we, uh, so it was, and they have one more face to face to end. Uh, and we get Adam Baum talking about it, but I don't know if I, – I, I have my notes on Adam Baum, but I don't even hear him – didn't have him mention anyone. So, again, a guy that they're finally let kind of talk, and Johnny Polo saying they're taking over the world but not bringing up a feud at all. And then the last thing they had was Mr. Hughes with the urn, so really setting up that Undertaker-Hughes uh Hughes match. Uh And that, uh, you know, Hughes says he's going to take over the world now that he owns the Undertaker. So I thought a pretty good job there of, like, building on that feud – uh, and then showing him with the urn. So, uh, like that. It's kind of finish off. And, uh, that was kind of it. Any other thing you had?
1: No, I think, uh, yeah, it was pretty solid from Hughes. they kind of, he's more intense, you know, kind of, at, at least he's involved in a feud. So it gave you a little, a little bit of something that Adam bomb doesn't have yet. So.
0: Yeah. Good. Uh, and that, that was it. So, uh, okay. Okay. Superstars. I do like the crush Doink. uh, like match, but you know didn't really build up too much, but I think the with the uh summerSlam report, I think we're gonna see a direction of really pushing that card uh for the mm-hmm. next month and a half by superstars so we'll we'll see what the next one next superstars leads us, but I think that that'll give us some momentum to move us to something so right. All
1: right, superstars
0: all right, should we go to the awards? Yes, sir all right, most new gen outfits
1: uh i'm gonna go with Men on a mission like yeah their their color scheme the way they popped out that's what i'm gonna go with
0: you know we don't like to share awards but given it's a namesake i think we have to (laughs)
1: there's no other
0: one uh most new gen performer uh one two three
1: kid one two three kid yeah uh
0: let me see i'm gonna go doink Thought, okay. thought do like, um, doing, like bringing it like just differently with the uh, video screens. I thought it was really creative. Uh, something we'll see him do more and more. Uh, maybe to different applause, but definitely gives him like a different in depth to character. Like he owns the the. Uh, he he like owns you know has more than just a wrestler. So I
1: like that. Right. Right. Uh, worst match or segments. Uh, so there wasn't anything that was like too offensive or, or bad. So far, so I, I, you know, we had the one really good raw, we had the one okay raw. Um, I don't know. I guess I would go Sean Kamala as far as worst because it just didn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I think we both
0: have to go that one because it wasn't a bad match. It just makes no sense, right? And I'm right. actually gonna, yeah, I think that's the only one we can. Uh, best segment or match? There's a lot to choose from here. I feel like
1: uh, there's so. A yeah, like the the SS Intrepid is an easy like as far as segment goes, but I really liked that Kid versus the Beverly match. So like as far as like you know it being a hidden gem and kind of like spotlighting Kid and where he's going, I think I think that's where I'm going to go. Okay, and I'm going to go uh, Taker
0: versus uh, Samu. I thought that was well as good as well, and they, the the, the, entr- the entrance from the Undertaker and saying that he had you know his drop kick. I just thought. Pretty well done. Like just building a different type of, you know, Undertaker, not your monster uh, right. monster. Um so you know, it's easy to call all these in the intrepid, but I thought that was a difference as well. Uh stock up for you.
1: I'm actually gonna go to Tonka. Like I think him okay, having yes. issues with Bam Bam and him being like fired up and into it, I'm I'm like interested in him and invested to see where he's going. So I'm gonna go to Tonka with that one. I'm gonna, I'm going go Lex Luger. Uh, I know this isn't really the start of him, but,
0: uh, I thought he looked good on the Intrepid. Uh, his promo was pretty good on the Intrepid, and I know I was all into him, so I'm trying to go back to, like, what I thought in 1993. So this right. was definitely a, 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 big, a big moment for me, for him. That's so, good call. I'm stuck
1: up. Uh, and then stock down, the last one. Uh, Payne's gonna say, but I'm gonna go Adam Baum, only because... Oh. Like, I love Adam Baum. I love what he's doing. It's just... It's and it's not his fault. It's the booking. Like I want to see him in something. I'm just not like with everybody else. Kind of getting something to chew on right now, and like like I feel like everything's getting to be a little bit more fast paced. You got to kind of have something to keep my investment more. So for right now, and I don't. Th- I hope it won't last long. But I'm, I'm gonna go out and bump right now. No,
0: he's been a big disappointment. He was on like four or five times on these, and just nothing. Right. And, and I'm just gonna do it just because it's, it's been a while, it's been too long. I'm gonna give Hogan one just because he's such a dick not jobbing out uh <laughs> Brad, but he jobs out right. Gonzalez. I know there wasn't other things, but it was part of the taping so Hogan gets another one from stocked out because why well, give the wind to Brad you dick. So
1: Yeah, fuck Hogan. Yeah,
0: definitely. So good. So, you know, amazing uh, you know, moment, uh like like you kinda met, you great point. I really didn't think about that, but the first big moment of the new generation here, and a moment we're not going to have for a while that tops it. So, um, you know, on the intrepid, it that was, it's an awesome moment. I watch it every fourth of July as required. I know my wife's sick of it, but I'll see, <laughs> her, I'll see her in two months.
1: So, uh, yeah, I think, what this- I think like if you haven't seen that or if you haven't seen that in a while, like go watch it. I think it's, I think it's like that big of a moment in wrestling history that I should just, you know, it should be talked about more and it should just be focused on. So if you yeah. haven't seen it, um, definitely go out of your way to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So,
0: uh, we're building, we'll start building a SummerSlam. So we got a good match signed up already and a bunch of other matches that'll come up. And I remember I was all into the SummerSlam, so I can't wait for this can continue to build. And It's been a great couple months of raw lately. So we we'll hope we can keep it up uh, for a while. So, Great sure. stuff. So see, see you next time, and thanks for all the feedback. And uh, keep listening to all the stuff on the North south Connection. And give us, you know, like, 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 uh, follow, like, and review. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot, everyone.
1: All right.